Good morning. <clears throat> this is Iowemala. It's Thursday, May 27th. And I hope everyone enjoyed the beautiful full moon that we that uh, that it's a especially luminous bright moon and uh, a bright full moon. And as you know, if you're uh, if you're Buddhist or if you know about Buddhism, uh, holidays or celebrations uh, is everything is on a lunar calendar. So very often. Our, like our Vis- Visak or the celebration of the Buddha's birth and enlightenment and final enlightenment at his death. Those are always celebrated on the full moon in May. So uh, special days and days when people go to the temples, it's always on a, a full moon or a new moon. So uh, yesterday was the official was it yet? It was yesterday. Was the official uh, Buddha Day, Visak Day, and uh, this whole month of May, there's been so much to see and to listen to, and uh, places where you can go go to see things. There were things celebrating the life of the Buddha and the enlightenment of the Buddha. So it's been a busy, busy month. And there's a lot you can go back and see because it's been, you know, it'll be on YouTube or recorded on um, Facebook pages for different groups. So try to take advantage of that. It can be very lovely to just spend, if you have an afternoon or a morning free, just to watch and listen to some of the special programs. So this morning I've been listening, I've been, well, watching and listening to Robina Curtin and she is a uh, in the Tibetan tradition, and she's uh, Todd Nielsen had the opportunity of actually working with her when he did a lot of uh, volunteer work with her when she was living in San Francisco at the uh, Tibetan center where he went, and so he's always uh, he's always in. It, been a fan of hers, and that's caused me to even learn about her. And she does, uh, he always recommended that I watch her little, she does a morning thing, apparently just that's very similar to what I do, but they're much more pithy and short. So this morning I was just catching up with her, her little snippets, and they're wonderful. So Robina, R O B I N A, and Curtin is C-O-U-R-T-I-N, and you can just go to her Facebook page and get those. And she's very, oh, a big, beautiful cardinal couple outside. Sorry, I'm trying to be mindful, but that was just right outside my door, so lovely to see. Uh, Robina is a, is a Tibetan nun, and uh, I think she's Australian originally. And she does these wonderful short early morning uh, short talks, and uh, they're they're wonderful. So I recommend listening to her. And uh, she's apparently in Santa Fe now, so that's be a lovely place to be to be working from. And uh, that she's in America, so I know she travels all over the world. So. I always appreciate Todd, and uh, so thank you, Todd. If you listen to this, thank you again for 
telling me so many years ago about Rabina. So I wanted to read something today. This is from a little, and when I'm reading it, you can sit if you want to close your eyes and sit uh, with your meditation. But it's from, I don't know how many of you have these. This is this was put together by um, a very important monk who's, who's no longer alive, but uh, he was Bhante Dhammananda, and there are a lot of wonderful things that he is responsible for in his teaching and uh, very well known in Sri Lanka and other Theravadan countries. But he it's just a, it's called Daily Buddhist Devotions. And it was always in the early days uh, when I first began uh, being a student of Bhante Sujata's at any celebration we had, there would always be a, t- a table with lots of books that were the Dana books. So that was back in the days when shipping from overseas was uh, not expensive at all. So there'd be tables of books that we could take and look at and take. And we didn't have a library. This was down in the basement. So we put them out on cele- celebratory days when there were lots of people coming to the basement of, uh, or maybe we had... Uh, we would have a celebration upstairs in the church. The Unitarian Church would uh, let us use the building in addition to the basement that we had for our two two times a week meditation. We would use the upstairs of the church for the event and then have food and uh, fellowship downstairs after the event. And there would always be a table, a big table with all of these books and uh, one of the first things that drew my attention were the little, and this one is in a uh, special cover, but these little books, you know, it's very tiny, like here's the palm of my hand. So what is it? Maybe five by six. And uh, daily Buddhist devotions. <clears throat> and growing up, or in any of the different religions I had had been in since growing up, um, so many especially the Catholics and sometimes the Lutherans, had these beautiful daily devotions. And I always thought uh, I wanted something like that for whatever spiritual path I was on. And it wasn't until I uh, came to Buddhism that I found Bhante uh, Dhammananda's daily Buddhist devotions. And, and I've had this book for several years and probably have given away a few, a few of the other ones that I had of the same book, but with a different cover. And last night at the temple, there were the monks chanted and did blessings. And so I haven't, I haven't been going to the live, uh, temple events, but doing things on Zoom. But the chanting is so lovely in person and it was so good to see people and to see the, my brother monks. And so I just allow myself the treat of sitting in the audience and listening to their chanting. And so they had people put uh, items in a, in, a big, in a big basket, is this the tradition, especially around uh, chanting events and like we have on in the winter for the New Year's blessings and any time there's chanting which might happen 
at different special times. There'll be a big bowl and people can um, put items in that they'd like to have. Just that energy from the chanting just kind of permeate and that cre- and just create a mindfulness blessing. And so I put my little uh, Buddhist devotions book and, and Bhikkhu Bodhi's Noble Eightfold Path book that we're studying in the book group, I put those two small items in the basket for myself, and um, that made this book feel even more special to me. So I wanted to share, and this is on um, Buddha Nusati. Buddha Nusati, Meditation on the Buddha, and it's called... um, Recital for self-composure, suitable for meditation at any time. And I love that it's uh, a recital for self-composure, that gathering ourselves together that we do when we meditate, uh, wanting everything to come together to be present in the, in the moment, in the breath. So I'd just like to, it's not, it's short, just a few pages, but instead of uh, chanting the Pali, I'd like to read the English because the words are lovely for this. And I think it's very appropriate for the celebration of the Buddha's uh, birth and enlightenment and his uh, final, his death and final, what we call final enlightenment. And um, I think this also explains some of how we how we feel about the Buddha, not as a god, but as a human being who became a supreme teacher and a wonderful example for us. And it also mentions that, you know, there isn't any uh there's no there's nothing to join to become a Buddhist. But living by living by the Eightfold Path is uh it, those qualities have to be found in any well well developed person to be uh, to have a beautiful mind or the holy ones it's called here so I'd like to read this and you can uh, if you close your eyes and let your body be at that find composure in your body as I read and then let that be the beginning of your meditation. So I'll read the little the little introduction to this, and then I'll read. I'll tell you when I move to be translating the uh, the chanting verses. Meditation on the Buddha inspires confidence and inner calm. The Buddha is a crowning glory of the ten perfections, and that's called dasa, which means ten padami. So we sometimes call them, we call them usually in our, at the temple, the Ten Perfections, but we often talk about them as uh, what for us we can sometimes equate with the Bodhisattva vows. The Buddha is a crowning glory of the Ten Perfections, which he had cultivated life after life until his final enlightenment. The Padamis include Dana, which is generosity, Sila, moral conduct, Nekama, selflessness, Panya, wisdom, Vidya, right effort, Kanti, patience, 
satcha, truthfulness, aditana, determination, metta, loving friendliness, and upekka, equanimity. As a teacher by example, the Buddha radiated his infinite compassion towards all suffering, towards all suffering living beings to lead their deluded minds to enlightenment. The Buddha has shown that the holy ones, regardless of religious persuasion, could only be found within the Eightfold Path and not outside it. With mind as a forerunner of the world, the Buddha had demonstrated by his own human effort that the holy life could be lived independent of any divine inspiration. As an embodiment of all that is virtuous, the Buddha is an embodiment of perfection for every human being to emulate. Devotees can benefit greatly when they recall the Buddha to their mind. When the mind is concentrated on the virtues of the Buddha, all mental disturbances, such as worry, anxiety, and fear of death, can disappear. So now I will read the English verses. There are just 11 very short uh, verses to this. A virtuous disciple should practice the following fourfold protective contemplations, namely reflection on the Buddha, reflection on compassion, reflection on the loathsome nature of everything, and reflection on the nature of death. That loathsome nat- nature of everything, remember, is the impermanence of it, the fact that it rises and only lasts for a short time. So if it's a body, it begins to decay. Number two, an understanding disciple should contemplate on the Buddha's infinite and pervasive virtues that the Buddha alone has destroyed all defilements, revealing an extremely pure mind that is always deserving adoration, that the Buddha has rightly realized in all their aspects matters relating to all times and has attained supreme enlightenment entirely through his own efforts, that the leader, the Buddha, is endowed with the eightfold knowledge, such as vipassana, which is insight, as as extensive as the sky, and the karana, such as sila, or karana, that the Buddha has rightly gone to the blissful state. He is endowed with fruitful speech. He has known the three worlds, sensual, fine material, and formless, in their entirety, that the Buddha has become supreme among all beings by his manifold qualities. He has, by various means, subdued those who should be subdued, that the Buddha is a great teacher to the entire world. He is a noble treasure of qualities such as fortune and prosperity, that the Buddha's wisdom is all-pervasive and his compassion extends to all beings. He is a benefactor unto himself and others. He is supreme in all qualities. 
that the Buddha elevated himself by the wisdom gained through the perfections by preaching the doctrine in all its aspects and elevated others through his compassion. It is impossible to visualize the Buddha even in his physical form, his rupakaya. How much more inconceivable is his dharmakaya, his spiritual body of unique wisdom. So I think I think that's beautiful talking about these qualities and some of the import some of the important aspects of the Buddha as a teacher and as a uh, an embodiment of the Dhamma of the truth um, that that we can take to heart and it can comfort us because if uh, that's another human being if he can if he can. Uh, overcome obstacles and develop this level of the level of learning and living the life that he led then it's possible for us too and that he we don't doesn't have to be a god it doesn't have to be someone that we think of as supernatural or uh, in a different realm so that's part of the confidence the buddha as a teacher can help us develop and his qualities are there for us to, we can read his teachings and see the qualities that he teaches and the qualities that he lived. So I think this is, this is a, a nice, a nice way to have an introduction even to the, uh, a lot of these are things that are chanted, but they're often things that you can, uh, you know, find the topic that you might be working with and just have a chance to see these beautiful words and let them let them have um, maybe be- become a focus of your practice so why don't we sit for our time that's remaining well our time is not remaining so we we're out of time but i hope you can um Remember that these precious words that that I'm talking about also are always there to help us with worry, fear, anxiety, uh, other uh, disturbing emotions like anger. We and we remember that we always we're we're human beings, so we always experience these things. And if we have these comforting words to help us come back to ourselves and remember. Uh, remember our own inner goodness and remember that we have these things to help us uh, come come back to a place where we can be uh, calm and balanced and have that stable mind. It's always possible. And we don't give up on ourselves. And we don't give up on others. So, thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. And thanks for being part of my practice. Take care.